today we are reading through the second part of a two-part psalm in Psalm 43, which was written by the sons of Korah. And essentially what we're looking at is this idea of contrary to what's going on around us, being able to have joy when we are in seasons of waiting and, and that tension that happens when we are longing for something that's not yet fulfilled, but still having joy because of the presence of God in the midst of that journey. So I pray that today is a blessing to you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we're continuing our devotional reading of Psalm 43. And Psalm 43 is really a continuation of Psalm 42. And so if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. And this is written by the sons of Korah. And so the sons of Korah were a Levitical family. And if you remember, the tribe of Levi was charged with taking care of the temple. And that was like the priestly family. So these would have been like the worship leaders that were part of that Levitical tribe. And so the sons of Korah are. Starting in verse 1, Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from deceitful and wicked men. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send forth your light and your truth, and let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then will I go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Um, there's a couple connections to Psalm 42 that I want to point out before we get into today's 
um, devotional reading, this idea of um, where it says in verse five, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul, why so disturbed within me? This idea of a downcast soul, there's a couple different words for soul in scripture. And in the Old Testament, this word for soul is essentially talking about our mind, our will, our spirit, our soul um, is in terms of our personality and um, what happens to us, our countenance, if you will, as a result of things that are happening externally. It's not talking about the soul that's going to live eternally with God, but it's it's really kind of more talking about um, the human being, I guess, really is a good way to determine it. And so what this kind of refers to is maybe like depression that happens as a result of something happening to us. And so we see, as is common with the Psalms, this lament, this like complaint prayer, where we go from this complaining, you know, okay, God, complaining about my situation to this confidence that happens and kind of this transition between 42 and 43. That's kind of characteristic of of the lament psalms, where the psalmist moves from a complaint because they're focused on their circumstances or uh, the situation kind of got them to this place of being down. And then there's this movement that is powered by faith and it's guided by hope. And so um, we see a change or a shift in, in the wording because it's pointing ahead and reminding of um, how God can work and operate in our situations. And so while there might be this temptation to just question, okay, God, what are you doing? Or, or what's going on with me? Why am I in this place? It's the, this is the important part I want you to see. It's the interaction with God that changes things. It's the fact that we're not just trying to deal with these things on our own, but we are bringing them to God. And it's the presence of God, experiencing that presence of God that changes things for us. It might not change our situation, but it changes our posture of our hearts. It changes um, maybe the joy that we feel over over, uh, despite the situation. It maybe changes the hope that we have that God can continue to work in that situation. And so that posture of coming before God and saying, okay, man, I am completely laying this on the line. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I've done everything I can do. I'm handing this to you. And then what we see the scripture says the light and the truth. That's part of who God is, is part of his nature. Um, in verse three, it says, send me your light and your faithful care, or depending on what version you're reading, different versions say different things. Let me see in, in the NIV, I'm saying, send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. So it could say truth, depending on the version you're reading might say faithful care. That light and that truth is an aspect of God's love personified for us. And so it's really talking about this fact that these are character traits of God, light and truth. It's, it's part of the grace of God that is not just um, like an adjective describing him, but it's, it's essentially for him, it's a noun. It is who he is. He is light. 
He is truth. And and the because he's light, because he's truth, there's nowhere we can go to escape that. It's not like we can just mess up so bad that God ceases to be light or God ceases to be truth. Instead, we might feel distance from him because our sin is separating us from him, but he's right there. We just have to recognize if he's there and then surrender, of course, the things that we're, we're holding on to tightly that's maybe clouding our view of him. One of the things that I, I want to point out is that this can very easily parallel our journey as believers as we kind of understand these almost like twin psalms or, or sister psalms. And so when the psalmist is in um, somewhere up in northern Galilee, he's prevented from making this journey to worship in the temple in Jerusalem. So that's why it's talking about missing the temple. And so this yearning or this longing, we've been talking about waiting, um, that yearning to, to make that journey is, is this longing. It's, it's kind of like what we talked about yesterday. It's this thirst, like the deer is thirsting for water. There's this thirst to be in God's presence. And, um, you know, there's some restrictive circumstances around where they're at right now. And the people that are surrounding them, even in Israel, have mocked them for their faith in God. And so I think we sometimes can connect with that and and observe that in our own lives, that there are situations in our lives where um, even if we're holding on to a promise of God, sometimes there's even other believers that that might either mock us or even just not fully support the things that, that we know that God has called us to do. And um, there's these divine attributes that we see that remain present throughout Psalm 42 and Psalm 43, this idea of light and truth and faithful care. And because that is what prepares the way for us, it's also what enables us and empowers us to do what God has called us to do. And so if we want to even make a a connection between um, Jesus and this understanding is that... um, Jesus is the personification of light and truth. And and maybe even not just the personification, but the incarnation, the embodiment of light and truth. And so if we look at this overall tone of the psalm, um, you know, the psalmist calls God his joy and his delight. That's in verse four. When, when I go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and my delight, I will praise you with a harp. Oh my God, my God. This joy and delight, it's its quite a description to hear from somebody that is starting off with this sense of depression or feeling deprived or this feeling of longing. This feeling of longing is still there, but also recognizing that there's joy and delight in God. And so we can also kind of rest in this place where we kind of are riding both sides of the fence. We sense this longing to be in God's presence, to understand his will for our lives, to have clarity and um, answers to prayer. And even though we are faced with maybe not yet receiving the thing that we're praying for, hoping for, we can still have joy. We can still have delight in God's presence and the two aren't mutually exclusive. And I I think that's where we kind of land so many times, like we're waiting on God and we do that waiting 
in a way that does not produce joy in us. And I get it. Waiting is hard. But yet what we see in these first couple Psalms of, of book two is that you can, you can have both. You can, you can rest and you can be taken care of because of the light and love that is offered and, and truth that is offered in Jesus. And you can have joy even if you are still waiting, because the reality is, is you might be waiting quite some time. I mean, it, you know, if you are waiting on the salvation of a loved one that doesn't yet know God, sometimes that takes years, sometimes decades. And so you can't just not have joy in that waiting season. That's not what God intended for us. That's not how he intended us to live. He intended us to live walking in joy because of the sustaining light and truth that he offers us in our lives. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read it again and then we'll pray. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from deceitful and wicked men. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then will I go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Father God, in those moments where I am tempted to be downcast, where I am frustrated with the waiting, where my body feels the weight of unanswered prayer, God, I pray that I would step into the joy and delight that comes from knowing you, that despite the circumstances, despite the physical around me, that I would remember that you fight on my behalf, that we can dwell in this place of being taken care of because of who you are, that even in the unanswered prayers, we recognize that your light and your truth is faithful and that we can rest knowing that you are a God that loves us, that cares about us and has the best plan for us. So Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to trust you in those moments where we don't feel like trusting you. When everything in our body is downcast, when our soul is downcast and disturbed, help us to put our hope in you. Help us to continue to praise you because of who you are, our Savior and our God. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey friends, I just want to let you know that we have lots of great resources for you in the She Hears shop. So if you are looking for something to do after you finish the She Hears Bible study, or even if you would like a Bible to go along with the Psalm study that we're doing, we have lots of note-taking Bibles and journaling Bibles. There's kind of something for everyone in there. And a new thing we put in the shop is something I love. I use it with my teenage daughters, is the real pretty Bible books of the Bible markers. So you, they're little tabs you put on the outside of your Bible and they help you easily be able to see and flip to different books of the Bible. It's so helpful like for church or when you're doing a Bible study to easily be able to see where you're going. So I pray all those things are resources that you will find helpful. And again, you can find those at shehears.org on the resources page.
Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.